You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Amin, your word is oddball. Um... What's the country of origin, please? Country of origin is American English colloquial. Uh, definition? Definition, a strange or eccentric person. Could you use it a sentence? She wore a green wig and it wasn't even Halloween. What an oddball. Oddball. O. D. D. B. A. Q. L. Oddball. I'm sorry, that is not correct. And winner of this year's Scripps National Spelling Bee. Okay, we'll do we'll do the little hardened stuff. Okay, what happened? Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Russell Westbrook just found out that James Harden is coming to the Clippers. Russ, baby boy, your best friend's coming home. You're from LA. He's from LA. You guys played together in Oklahoma City. You went to the finals. The best basketball of your life was played alongside that guy. Joel Embiid wants James Harden to stay in Philadelphia. I think that's a three. I think he probably doesn't want the headache of James Harden, but he probably wants James Harden, when he is as good a player as he can be, to be there to help him win a championship, even though it didn't work last year. James Harden won't play anywhere this season. That's very spicy, I think. I think that's extremely spicy. It's on the bold list. I don't know. Okay, again. well, I think that's I think that's like an 11. I would be shocked if he doesn't play really? anywhere. So we got a little bit of mileage out of James Harden over, over here at Outball, huh, Charlotte? We sure did, I mean. It's been a fun offseason. Dude, we had something had to carry us from July at Summer League all the way until now and for that, we salute you, James Harden. And you know who else is saluting him? It's his Clipper teammates. He was in town yesterday, Charlotte. You saw him walk in the locker room. Let's take a look at this clip. Oh, yeah, look at that. This, this guy's excited, isn't he? Here's my question, though, mm-hmm. I mean, Do we think they were saluting him? 
Do you think he and Russ had seen each other prior to this, or was this the first time they're seeing each other? Because Russ looked less than thrilled. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just Russ. Maybe it's Russ in game mode. Maybe it's Russ realizing, shit, I got to get two more titanium iPhones. Does, does he get that back from Marcus Morris and the other guys? Like, hey, 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 Rocco, come here. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Well, this is why this is especially funny, I mean, because if you saw in that video, James Harden has three phones in his pocket already. Sure does. So does Russ give him a titanium iPhone to add to his collection? And why would you need four? What could you use four for? Here's my theory. That's him he'd already collected from Rocco, Batum, and uh, Marcus Morris. Like, hey, 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 bring him over here. Put him all in his pocket. Say, Russ, I got your phones. I got them for you. You don't have to even do anything. Uh, the Clippers played a game, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. How'd that go? Uh, they won 118-102 behind 27.7 rebounds, 7 assists for Paul George, and uh, 18.7 assists and 6 rebounds for Russell Westbrook. Uh, the uh, Obviously, Harden didn't play, but he's going to be active here pretty soon. Charlotte, how optimistic are you that they're going to figure it out? <laughs> there Not you go. very. There it is. I just I said this yesterday. I don't understand why they think it's going to work with Russ and Harden when it hasn't worked twice in the past at their prime when they weren't 34 and sad. We're, we're building a new supercut right here of just us scoffing at the idea that this could work. So that when it does work, we're like, what? we got a lot of content out of this year at Oddball. I'm just grateful to James more than anything, to be honest. You know who else I'm grateful to? Who? Slender Man. Oh, my God. This, this should be a law against having someone that tall wearing a costume. Just terrifying. It's the first truly scary Halloween costume I saw all year long. Well, my question, I mean, is do we think he knew what Slender Man was? I tweeted this, and a lot of... I was like, I like to imagine that some American had to say, hey, everybody says you look like this creepy guy from a horror movie, Slender Man. You should be it. And that they had to deliver that news while also not offending Wemby. So I tweeted this, and then a bunch of French people are really mad at me in my mentions. They're like, oh, we have the internet over here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sorry, I don't know. I probably need someone to explain Slenderman to me. I haven't actually seen the movie. Jessica Smetan of the Dan Lebitard show and of Golik and Smetty seems to think that Slenderman is, quote, a big deal in France. I don't. Yeah, well, I think she's right, given no. how mad the French people got at me. Right, no, look, if they said, hey, we have the internet, that's not, those aren't the words of someone who's like, yo, he's actually a huge deal here. That's, oh, I have Google, right? That's what they're saying, basically. Like, oh, I got YouTube, I've seen clips, I know what the deal is. So I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that he's not that big of a deal. You know where he is a big deal, though? Slender Man. Where? On NBA basketball courts on Halloween, because this MFR here. What a game last night as the Spurs beat the Suns 115 to 114. Wembenyama, 18 points, eight rebounds, including the not go ahead dunk, but the dunk that brought them back down by one, which allowed Kelvin Johnson to get a big steal off of Kevin Durant and score at the rim to go ahead and win. It should be noted, obviously, Bradley Beal didn't play, Devin Booker didn't play, but still. Uh, this is a, a big win for the Spurs, no? Yeah, well, I wanted to know your take. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning of the game, they looked like the baby Spurs. They looked like giraffes. They weren't fully sure how to shoot a basketball. And then this happens, and they come back and win. And I know that you've said since Wemby was on the Spurs that mm-hmm. this is 
a building year. Yes. That they're not going to be great to start. They're not going to be good Has to start. this game changed your main... Your main... My main. Has this game you just, changed just go your to mind Irish accent. Has this all. changed your main? It has. It has not. Alas, lassie. It has not changed my main. Um, why no. not? Tell me why. <laughs> wow, that was... I thought mine was bad. Uh, I, I've been practicing uh, look, a Scottish I, I think this good. is a character building win, right? Like, hey guys, if we keep and we stick together and we keep fighting, we can accomplish all things. But also, I mean, it should be noted with the Suns up one, Durant uh, drove, got helped on, and threw the ball to the corner to Watanabe with an open shot. Like, in a regular scenario, that's either Devin Booker or Bradley Beal. Right? Right. If it's Watanabe, it's an even more open shot if Bradley Beal and Devin Booker are on the floor. I'm not making excuses. They lost the game. And that was a pretty embarrassing turnover by Durant at the end where he just kind of got grown man and got the ball ripped away from him and, and, uh, and a score at the rim. But the reality is it changes a lot of the math. And so if you play that game again – and they'll play that game again three more times. The outcome is probably not going to be that. The Spurs aren't pay- playing for wins and losses. They're playing to basically figure out what they have. Well, I talked to Michael C. Wright, who is a great columnist over at NBA.com. He lives in San Antonio. He's covered the Spurs as a beat writer in the past. So he's very plugged in the organization. And he's saying, like, Pop's not running stuff for him. This is on purpose. They're just letting them run out there and see what we got. See what we got. They're in kind of just data collection mode right now before they start actually formulating a a progress plan for them. So uh, all of this stuff is nice. I'll remind you also, last year the Spurs started somewhat decent, and Stugatz of the Dan Lebitard Show called them uh, Coach of the Year and stuff, and then they lost something like 20 of the next 25 games. So take it with a grain of salt. It's the first week of the season. I like that Pop called a timeout when they hadn't even played a minute of the game. He was like, no, 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 we are not starting off like this. Uh, um, that's all like theatrics. That's not real. Oh, like you, we did the wrong the timeout right now, guys. Oh, mm, I'm coaching. You know what else I like to mean? What? I like Bradley Beal sitting courtside wearing a hoodie with like these scary pumpkins on it. And imagining Durant looking at him being like, you are the scary pumpkin, my dude. Can you please get out here? I need some help. Yeah, pumpkins are a real, real sensitive issue. Because my, that's the pumpkin is the word I use every time you get a guy who has a great game and then he goes back to being bad. Like, and then he turned back oh. into a pumpkin. So scary pumpkin. I can see why Durant would be scared by that. <laughs> All right. All right, what do we got next? Is it Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. You know what that means. It means get them dukes up. Word count next. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, You've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. 
Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, we're going to play Word Count. It's the game where we ask each other questions and we got to answer in 10 words or less. Charlotte, are you ready? Never been more ready in my life, I mean. By the way, how will they know when we've reached 10 words, Charlotte? Oh, I put my hands up and Pause I count up. on my hands. Yeah. Don't how al- many words Don't I've alternate. Yeah. Don't you dare alternate. Ah, no, 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 no. I alternate. No, no. Well, this is a Christian household. <laughs> Neither Charlotte, of us are Christian, so. <laughs> Neither of us are Christian. Uh, Jokic recorded his 107th triple-double and is now tied with LeBron James and Jason Kidd. Can you see him surpassing Russell Westbrook, currently the leader with 198, to become the all-time leading triple-double getter? And who do you think cares more about being surpassed, LeBron or Russ? Yes, I absolutely can. Shoot. Yes, I'm starting over. Yes, Russ cares more. Because it's all he has. <laughs> Is that too, wow. Do you not think? Do you not think Jokic can surpass Russ? I like the ah, as the word. Uh, so he's got 107. Russ has 198 and counting. I think that's the big issue here. Is that Russ yeah. is still a threat to continue to add to his totals? And I think the more Jokic kind of closes on that number, the more Russell Westbrook will be driven to eh, just maybe put a little breathing room for him. Uh, That's a great point also, though it does prove my point that uh, Russ cares more. Okay, fair enough. All right, you ready? I am. How will Harden playing with Kawhi, Russ, Paul George, and Terrence Mann, of course, be different than Harden playing with Kyrie and Durant in Brooklyn? All right, first of all, it's the untouchable Terrence Mann. Make sure you say his full name at all times. Home cooking, being back in L.A., also humbled by Philly. Do you think he was humbled? Do you actually think James Harden was humbled? I think I don't think he was humbled by the experience in Philadelphia. I think the backlash and the outlet, out outbursts or whatever by the public, by the greater basketball media community and not really a whole lot of players jumping at his defense. Uh, I think that's like a, that's a, a, maybe not a wake up call, but like a snooze button, maybe like, it was like, okay. All right. Like, I think he's very aware that the pressure is on him to make it work. Right. As opposed to kind of like, Oh man, whatever, you know, like in Brooklyn, when he left Houston, it was because, whatever, guys leave teams all the time. When he left Brooklyn, it was, well, this is a shit show. Kyrie's off on, you know, doing weird errands. Durant's hurt all the time. But leaving Philly, everyone's like, all right, dude, what's the deal? 
So now I think he's got some element of, all right, I, I can't just bail on this so soon. I've got to make it work. Will it okay. work? That's a different question. Will it work? Will it work? The story of James Harden. All right, I'm ready. It's the Battle of L.A. tonight, Charlotte. Clippers versus Lakers. Who has more to lose and why? Lakers. Because expectations. They could be good Clippers hurt constantly. I think I did a bad job. But what I mean is that the Lakers, I think, have more of a chance to be good just because everybody keeps qualifying the Clippers as if they're healthy, if this works. I feel like the James Harden of it all also adds an element of like, well, maybe this isn't going to work. So no one's really expecting that much from them. Whereas the Lakers, LeBron's still great. Can AD step up? Charlotte, do you have any siblings? No. When you have a little brother or a little sister... And you are engaged in competition. Uh, the, the game for them is the Super Bowl. Like, this is everything. This is everything on the line. Whereas, as the older sibling, you get to be like, ah, I wasn't even trying. Like, you get to do that all the time. And so, the Clippers traditionally, over the last few years, basically since Kawhi and Paul George got there, they play really hard against the Lakers. They try really hard. Because they're always trying to prove that they are peers. And the Lakers are like, you know, if they win, they're like, ha-ha, you'll always be the Clippers. And when the Lakers lose, it's kind of like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> I wasn't even trying. That is the magic of being the older sibling. And I've experienced this on both ends because I'm a middle child. So I know what it's like to be the younger sibling. I know what it's like to be the older sibling. You don't think the older sibling has anything to lose if the younger sibling... Beats them? Not not in a regular season game. Because you just say, oh, okay. I wasn't trying. I didn't care. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, you were trying? Ha, ah, that's cute. Like, he just, you always, you can always explain it away as the older sibling. And because the All younger right. sibling is trying to ri- raise up or rise up to that level, there's always that level of, like, oh, man, maybe maybe he wasn't trying. Like, you just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling, by the way, to just demolish everyone's accomplishments by just saying, oh, I wasn't Yeah, it trying. sounds great. I just had to play against my imaginary friends, who I didn't even like. I had imaginary friends because I thought you were supposed to, but I didn't like them. What, was one of them Slender Man? Because as I'm looking at you, that, that's so creepy. Really creepy. Yeah. Really creepy. Um, okay, are you ready, Amin? Mm-hmm. Who looks less awkward as a basketball player, Kevin Durant or Victor Wembanyama? Last play of last night, notwithstanding, <laughs> it's clearly Kevin Durant. Yes. He's, he's, he looks, he moves like a guard. He is extremely fluid. There's no part. If Kevin Durant was like six inches shorter, it wouldn't look out of place at all. It's what makes him so uh, incredible to watch is that this is a seven-foot person doing things that a six-six guy usually does. With Wembenyama, there is a gangliness, a baby deer quality, um, where it's like he doesn't quite have the core strength, or he's not quite sure of himself. So he has moments of looking extremely fluid, and then other moments is just like all elbows and knees. So, right. The other costume, if he weren't Slenderman, he could have been the car salesman tube yeah. man with the. That would have been funny because then you just wear one color and you have like a bunch of spiky hair. 
Maybe he, let's do that next year, Victor. He also could have been the bye bye man. Cinephobe guys will let we'll get that one. Okay. Bye bye man. It's a movie. We reviewed it on Cinephobe. Okay. Charlotte, last question. Yes. What's the best rivalry in the NBA right now and why? You gotta know the answer to this one. Come on now. Really? Yes, absolutely. The best current rivalry in the NBA? You absolutely you specifically Heat? Charlotte Wilder. Celtics? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no other answer. Why? Right. Because the Celtics lost last year in seven games mm-hmm. and they've played more than almost any other team. I think in the last four years they've played like twenty one times. They played a lot. They, they played a lot. They played a lot. And in the East, the Celtics are trying to get over the hump. The Heat are trying to get back to the finals. Yeah, okay. Heat, Heat Celtics. I feel like in, rivalries in the NBA sort of don't have the same weight as like a college football. The, the road to the finals in the East has gone through either Miami or Boston, if not, has, excuse me, has gone through both Miami and Boston for the last four years. In 2020, okay. Heat Celtics yeah. in the conference finals. 2021, the Bucks beat the Celtics and beat the Heat. And then 2022, Celtics Heat in the conference finals. And then last year, Celtics Heat in the conference finals. There's no, there's no other team, like you said, that's played that many times, regular season and playoffs. The, I'm the only... I, I, don't know, I don't even know what the other option would be. Would it be well, a, also, especially because neither of them have, have won the finals. That doesn't matter recently. right now. What matters is them, the rivalry with But I mean, that's another. why it's such a good rivalry, because they're like, they both really want it. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. All righty, ready? Yes, I'm ready. Kings and Warriors again tonight. Uh-huh. Which team is more exciting to watch? By the way, Kings Warriors, in a couple of years, maybe that's going to be an answer on that list, because... They've got a little thing going, particularly because it's a geographic thing. But for me, it's still those damn Golden State Warriors. <laughs> those See, pesky I, I Warriors. Um, I really enjoy, there's two things I enjoy. One is playing basketball, quote unquote, the right way. This is, this is a Larry Brown saying, we play the right way, which is, Ball movement, body movement, nobody dominates the ball. And all in synchronicity, every cut is a live cut. That's Golden State, the way they play. They play perfect basketball to me. Um, It's not pick and roll heavy. It's not ISO heavy as some of the other teams. I'm not saying those styles aren't effective. I'm just saying, aesthetically, it's very pleasing to watch. The whole idea of, like, you think someone's being guarded over here, you turn around, you turn around again, and that person isn't there anymore. And then central to all of that, it's Steph Curry. It's just watching the game bend to his will. I don't know if you watched that um, game against New Orleans the other night. That first quarter was ridiculous. And my father, I was watching the game, my father's like, sometimes I don't think he's actually shooting it. Sometimes I think there's like a magnet in the ball and he's just throwing it up there. and, it, and it go, Because there's no I way. I said that before, Mean. Tell your dad I've said the magnet thing. Go. I truly, the NBA is rigged for money. Aisha Curry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's rigged for money, Aisha Curry. I like that that's, that's the, the cultural touch point. But yeah, man, like this idea that uh, this guy can control the game pretty much with his mind and that when he runs in a direction, 
it creates such a hubbub that everybody else, you don't even need to touch the ball. Just him moving in a direction will create opportunities for other people. Golden State is too fun for me. I don't know. I mean, the Kings are fun, too. I just I think that's not a fair comparison. I'm with you. Also, Darren Fox is out tonight with a sprained ankle, so ah. it makes the answer a lot easier for this particular matchup. And, folks, that has been Word Count Wednesday. Thanks for watching and playing along. All right, I mean, since June, there have been people speculating about whether Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls would end up with the Heat in light of the Bulls sort of being a hot mess. People have started talking about this again. A, do you see this happening? B, do you think it would make the Heat better? Yeah, it's funny. You go from like Damian Lillard to Bradley Beal to Zach Levine. I don't know. Zach Levine strikes me as kind of like a, like a rich man's Tyler Hero. <laughs> a rich man? What? It just—he's a little bigger. He's you know a, a lot more athletic, but it's still the same kind of player in terms of volume scoring and uh, not as much regard for the defensive end. As far as an improvement, yes, he's an improvement. Uh, tangible improvement? I don't know. I think one of the things we got to figure out with the Miami Heat is a. Uh, well, we got to wait for Caleb Martin to get healthy and kind of figure out how they are defensively. Because right now, starting um, Kevin Love, Tyler Hero, and Kyle Lowry is not a recipe for defensive stalwartness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then B, figure out whether this offense is the offense that we saw two years ago that was number one in three-point shooting and a top-five offense in the league, or is it last year's offense that struggled mightily because he couldn't make threes? So... If it is like last year where the, the struggle to create points and point opportunities is still rather great, I think maybe you do start to explore a Zach Levine situation. At the same time, this shit ain't for everybody. Like this heat culture stuff is not for everybody. And I don't know if Zach Levine is ready for that kind of rude awakening. Of he's kind of had it nice in Chicago. They they treat him nice, you know. They they listen to him. They let him do what he wants. Him and uh, Billy Donovan have had some frictions in the past because Billy wants him to play a certain way, and Zach doesn't like it. Look, if you think Billy's tough, you don't want to meet Spo. But then again, maybe he'll listen to Spo because Spo has bona fides that Billy Donovan doesn't. So what you're saying is Zach Levine might not have that dog. Not the kind of not the kind of dog they like down here, and I think it's fair. It's only fair to give Zach Levine the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like listening to Billy Donovan because he doesn't respect Billy Donovan or he doesn't see eye to eye with what Billy Donovan wants him to do in a way that would not translate over. Would he to come to Miami? Like if he if it's Spo saying it, then he would be more willing to listen or more willing to acquiesce. A rich person more than Tyler Hip. Bless you. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you. You were saying? Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279. 
or visit cheapoair.com slash podcast.